0: Saturday morning here in what is normally a more laid-back season as we lead up to Christmas. Hope your Christmas plans are going well as you're out and about today, maybe starting an early shopping day. We hope you keep it with us all morning, not only on this program, but the great programming all throughout the day on News Talk STL 1019 and 94.1. Producer Leah is over there. I'm sure that uh, with school and her producer duty, she's uh, got all of her Plenty of time to do all of her shopping. Probably have it all done, right, Leah? No problem. You're all done.
1: Um, no, I, I don't have <laughs> no. a lot of money to shop, so
0: <laughs> oh, the life of a TV producer and student. <laughs> uh. Well, you have to be interested in what's going on overnight. Well, last late last evening, it was. Uh, well, I guess it started around six o'clock. Well, six six o'clock, six thirty. Uh, the tweets started coming out from Matt Taibbi through Elon Musk and Twitter, where uh, Elon, in a first tranche, a first dose of the um, the inside story of what happened in October of 2020, and really an amazing collusion between the Democratic National Committee operatives there and people inside Twitter without the knowledge of Jack Dorsey, without the knowledge of Jack Dorsey, um, really, he was oblivious to it, and um, this uh, the, the the suppression of the story uh, under the guise that it might be that it was uh, Russian misinformation. They knew inside insiders knew within hours that that was not the case, but that was the cover they used to essentially act as a super PAC for the DNC. Now, whether or not elected officials at that time were involved is not known. I have not seen evidence to that yet, and I think we need to put a a little caveat on all of this discussion because Fox News is going crazy about uh, this is a First Amendment violation. I'm not sure it really is yet. Jonathan Turley, I know, was quite upset about it, but didn't want to talk about the legal aspects of it. This is one thing we are going to talk with Mark McCluskey at the top of the next hour about. I wanted to talk with him. Um, oh, by the way, there's an amazing picture he posted on, I believe, his 63 bir- 63rd birthday on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that, Leah, but you're a big CrossFit gal. I,
1: yeah, I, s- I yeah. sent that to you. I think the Riverfront I know th- Times. That's
0: right. You sent it to yeah. me. That's where I saw it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, there he is, the incredible hulk of a defense lawyer. (laughs) Well, but I wanted to talk with him about the Kevin Johnson execution, his thoughts about capital punishment. But I think this may supersede that and get his thoughts on whether or not this really, as, as abhorrent as it is, and indicating it needs to be regulated, that is, social media and their editorial and their censorship abilities, because they are acting as now publishers, uh, which they have protections, of course, in Section 238. We'll talk with him about that and the legalistics of it. But uh, one after another of these various points that Matt Taibbi was coming out with makes it clear that the Democrat National Committee, there were a couple of communications from the White House. And apparently, there were some tweets that uh, I'm not certain that those were removed, but uh, this story was absolutely crushed because of Democrat um, pleading with operatives at Twitter. Now, of course, this also holds true for Facebook when Facebook crushed the story and Zuckerberg told Joe Rogan that just a month or two ago when he said, well, we got some warnings that there'd be something non-specific, something coming down from FBI. Uh, the FBI was giving the warnings coming, something coming in that, uh, incoming that may in fact be tainted by Russian information. Well, when it broke a few hours or days later that it was this, uh, influence peddling uh, scam revealed on Hunter Biden laptop, which later turned out to be absolutely true and authenticated by CBS forensic uh, analysis. Um, They had egg on their face, too. So there's a big problem with big tech. There's a big problem with us now having our minds manipulated and the information streams that we see manipulated through mostly a Democratic National Committee effort back in 2020. Boy, if we could do that election again, I think the outcome might be different because, in fact, in one poll, 16 percent of people said that they would be um, probably they'd strongly consider changing their vote, folks that had voted for Joe Biden. And it was not a big margin that he won by. So, uh, you know, we were talking about tens of thousands of votes in the states that made a difference in the Electoral College. So, Leah, what say you? I mean, you're a social media devotee and expert i mean you live on the social media i don't do you? i mean that's yeah yeah um are you worried that you're not really You know, there's going to be more stuff coming out by the way uh about what's it called um where they sort of turn down the volume on what you see they don't eliminate it and censor it but they turn down the volume shadow shadow something shadow benching or something huh. um I don't know. Yeah. What what do you think about that? I mean, are you concerned? Do you think there ought to be more regulatory scrutiny or what's your what's your think, thinking?
1: Um, I mean, I don't really agree with it. I don't know how that I don't know if you want me to like give my personal opinion based on well, what. Of course, that's like, what I want. Yeah. Well, yes, I don't know if you want me your to like opinion. Well, I don't know if you want me to speak for like cuz I don't know if it really bother me personally based on the stuff I look up because I mean, most of what I look up is like workout stuff so i mean like mm-hmm. whatever shadow what so, benching that sh- isn't that big banning, idea. Shadow, shadow banning, banning is i guess the that, practice
0: of blocking a user's posts on social media platforms when the user is unaware of the action
1: ah gotcha so
0: you might may post something and well and then it's being blocked yeah because well they don't uh yeah
1: i mean the stuff i post isn't like i mean it's workout stuff so i mean i don't see why well, they about would block people listening that. To
0: this program what do you think about people that are listening to the program? They may post something that's um, that's important for others to know in their, you know, on sure. their their friend list, their yeah. connection I list, mean, and it never gets to them.
1: Yeah, I I guess it depends on what it is. Are they, like, shadow banning just anything, or is it more political stuff?
0: Well, I mean, this this evidence coming out last night was that, in fact, they, we're going to learn more about shadow banning. That information will be forthcoming. But last night, we know that they controlled... They eliminated, there were lists in an email to Twitter from the DNC. There were lists of, it was basically the the URLs of posts, of tweets, and and then one after another, like maybe six of them, and it said, handled. We've handled these, which means they were censored. They were they were stopped. Um, or maybe the account was suspended, like James Wood, the actor James Woods, who's posted a lot of, he's a conservative actor, iconic actor, um, and he uh, he was on Tucker last night. And I mean, he said he's going to sue the DNC. He's going after him. He says too many of us live in fear of the government and probably including the pe- people inside Twitter and inside Google uh, who, you know, had now had the ear uh, of or the DNC had their ear, but also had their address. <laughs> and I think people are concerned about that. And, and we can't I, I think the Democrat National Committee is certainly. An arm's length, well, a lot closer. They're they're a hair's length away from elected officials. And if we have evidence that elected officials were pleading for Twitter to ban certain accounts, ban certain tweets, delete certain tweets, that is a violation of that's a constitutional violation, in my opinion. And we'll have to see what Mark McCluskey says. In a little bit, we're gonna speaking of social media, we're gonna talk to Tusk, T U S K founder um, and CEO Jeff Bermant who's uh, developing a, a web browser. Well, it, it is there called Tusk, and you can uh, download it and um, talk to him because he wants to have a have a browser and he's working on a search engine. And later on, we'll be able to be a, a, a part of that, I understand, if you want to do some beta testing. We'll talk with Jeff about that uh, in a little bit. Uh, but you'd be able to Uh, decide if you want to have more of a left-leaning feed or a center feed or a right-leaning feed. But you would make the decision, not people within his browser environment, his employees, and he would not be doing it. And I've talked with him once before about this, but I I wanted you to hear this because it's going to be very fascinating, particularly in this context. Kanye West melting down, um, absolutely, on Alex Jones the other day, Saying he thought Hitler had some redeeming qualities, he loves everyone. You're watching, you're watching a psychotic break in a mentally ill individual. As we watch Kanye West, who now I guess wants to be called Yay. Is that right, Leah? Is you think it's Yay? Yep. Ye? Yay. Um, <laughs> it's sad. I don't know if you've been following the story, but I um, have. he's he's lo- yeah he's lost it. What do you think about it?
1: <laughs> I think it's a mess. Like I didn't watch it when it happened but like yesterday on Mike's show they were playing audio clips from it and I was just like in shock I'm like there's no way he just said that like like, what in the world
0: Right, and uh, we uh, we can harvest up some of those clips and play them. I, I I it's 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 painful to listen to them. It's uh it causes a lot of heartburn to hear a guy who actually was at one point I think a you know really a genius in performance if you like rap music and if you like the kind of stuff he did. I mean a guy, I think at one point did have something to offer and did change the landscape of what was going on in that genre, but um, we've seen his boisterous outbreaks. Who was it? He's been up on stage twice where he's created a ruckus at the Grammys. Has, isn't that right? I um, just,
1: uh, I know, I know the one. Yeah. yeah, I know the one with Taylor Swift. But I don't know another like one.
0: A, yeah, yeah, because you paid a two thousand dollars a piece for those tickets for Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> yeah.
1: or, no, not that what much. We're going to
0: see her in like two thousand and fifty. Is that no, what? It, it's they,
1: July of next year. It's not that bad.
0: Oh, My God, I can't believe the hysteria. Now at these concerts, you're not like the people used to be at the Beatles concerts, where you pass out, are you? I mean, is there is there this kind of hysteria? Uh they-
1: yes. I mean, I'm not the one no. that passes out, but yeah, there there are deaf. Her fans wow. are very loyal and dedicated. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I know you didn't pay two thousand no. dollars. <laughs> Three hundred.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't wow. have that kind of money. It's a lot of
0: money for a ticket for a performance i don't know and the jobs reports out yesterday 263,000 jobs some slowing down in some sectors uh, largely driven in other sectors such as healthcare and yeah hospitality um healthcare it's not a surprise i mean i i would have thought that that would have zoomed up more or earlier than it did which has been the last couple months but the prices that uh that people are demanding for their, uh, especially nursing, uh, boy, I'm going to tell you, the nurses during the pandemic and, and still to this day, uh, nurse salaries have gone way up. And I'm glad to see it. I'm, I'm thankful nurses are making more. They need to make more. Nurses are the backbone of the system. And um, they, they do the heavy lifting literally in many times when there are people, uh, you know, in the hospital or, uh, you know, and, and communicating with patients, gathering data, Doing a lot of heavy work and have not been recognized uh, enough in terms of their rewards. I'm glad to see that, but it's driving healthcare costs up. Anyway, uh, wages were up, uh, I think 0.6% month over month and um, 6% year over year. So wages are up, job demand still high, which is going to portend very I think poorly for the recession that is upon us and will be coming and inflation. We're going to see interest rates have to go even higher. Michael Busler joins us at 805 to talk about that. Professor Busler, of course, our resident economist here on the program. We'll talk with Michael about that and uh, see what his thoughts are and what it's a very strange situation. We're seeing labor participation rates declining. So Leah's working, how many jobs are you working now? 236 Ten? <laughs> I don't know. You're working a lot of jobs.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you you produce this show. You produce definite Holly show. Uh, definitely Holly, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking with her at eight twenty-five. And the Bluff City um, Outdoor
1: Show with
0: Tony. The Bluff City Outdoor Show, and uh, you compete, but then you you know start going to school. So there's a lot of people that are just dropping out of the job market, and I'm not sure if this is because we have too many safety nets, and people are. Um, taking advantage of them, or they're still leaning on their COVID money that came out of D.C. Uh, I don't know what it is, but um, so the, the labor, patient, labor participation rate is abysmal. Uh, Rick Santelli said as much. We'll have some sound on that, and um, and some fun stuff too. We've got uh, we've got a we've got a one of these people, the libs of TikTok, came up with a TikToker who was announcing how she keeps her parents at bay using the right pronouns. You won't want to miss that. We just have a ton coming up in the show. And, of course, Virginia Cruda will join us as well. So, big, busy show. The numbers 314-912-1019. Oh, yeah, and we've got the Christmas giveaway we want to promote as well. We have to talk about that because there's a chance to get some prizes here on News Talk STL 1019 941 I'm Randy Tobler with Leah Almstead. We'll be right back with Jeff Berman. A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on, Our troubles will be out of sight
1: well,
0: It's always a pleasure when we talk with a patriot who's a disruptor in all the right ways and uh, an innovator in all the right ways, and trying to make things right in all the right ways, if you know what I mean. And that's Jeff Bermant. He's the CEO of Tusk, the web browser that is uh, making headway in the conservative circles. How are you doing, Jeff? Thanks for joining me.
2: Hey, Randy. Thanks for uh, thanks for putting me on your show. I really appreciate it. It'll be fun to talk to
0: you. Well, it's always fun to talk to someone who's innovating and trying to fight back against the tyranny of the left, which is really becoming just pervasive throughout um, and I, and I want to talk about sort of in contrast to what's going on in China. And, uh, well, frankly, there's some of that going on in the left in America, right, that runs most of the social media. And that is, you know, canceling whatever they don't agree with. And uh, your philosophy is exactly the opposite, right? Let's talk about it.
2: Yeah, free speech um, means more, more conversation, not less. And, uh, I mean, I think we're seeing this through Twitter. We're seeing the left hit back on Twitter. I mean, They're now talking talking about what Diet Coke cans uh, Elon has next to his bed. I mean, the silliest stuff you've ever heard that they, you know, they just pick at anything. It's it's kind of silly and it's childish.
0: You have to be buoyed, though, that Elon is making a play for more free speech, right? I mean, I know he's taking a hit right now with advertisers are falling off. But I mean, at the end of the day, if he's providing more eyes, which appears to be happening, uh, advertisers are going to jump back on board, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think you know they, they may play this out for the left a little bit and disappear for a month or two. But with a big audience, I mean, I mean, you know, he got 15 million people to vote on Trump. Whether Trump should be back or not—that's a whole different story. <laughs> but but just the fact that he's a, he has 100 million followers, and yeah, I hear some people on the left are are ditching him. But really, they should. I mean, first of all, free speech is free speech. And uh, he's, I don't think he's backing down from free speech. So that's just wonderful news. Yeah.
0: Well, um, the, Communist Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party, on the other hand, is doubling down on determining what their billion and a half uh, citizens can, can take in. And Apple is complicit with it. The same Apple who wants us to be woke and tolerant and, uh, of everything uh, here in America. And, and how dare we infringe on people's civil rights? They don't mind being a part of it. In China, though, do they?
2: You know, I don't know the inner workings of Apple, but it sure sure doesn't, they're sure not promoting the free speech over I mean, after some amount of hours, they just, they demote whatever you're saying or they take it off so you can't even communicate with anybody through AirDrop. So, yeah, it seems like it. I mean, you know, I I love Apple. They make a great product, but I worry about their quote-unquote wokeness.
0: Well, let's talk about what, for those who are maybe Android users, and there are a significant number of them, what, what is AirDrop? So folks know what we're talking about. What is China asking Apple to do to bend to their needs?
2: So I don't know exactly, and I don't want to be uh, an expert on, on phones, because I'm certainly not, or even on computers in that, in that regard. But what I'm understanding is a way to communicate with other protesters they're basically siding with the the government who obviously wants to restrict your communications, and they're helping the government restrict communications. Exactly how I'm, you know, with Airdrop, I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to wade into that because I'm not an expert there. But I, I am sympathetic to, obviously, the Chinese people, as all Americans should be. I mean, we have free speech. There is people that want to take away free speech from us. But it's here to stay as far as I'm concerned. I I plan to push free speech just as Elon Musk has pushed free speech.
0: Well, we know that, you know, both in the Green Revolution back in 2011 in the Middle East, from Egypt to Iran to, you know, across the the region, uh, it was social media that fueled that. Well... And while I think all of us would have would celebrate that, and oh, if Obama only wouldn't have given a little bit of support to that, it probably could have toppled in Iran that uh, theocratic, uh, you know, jihadist uh, regime there. But it can also play to negative consequences, as we saw during the BLM and other riots, the Antifa groups in 2020. So social media is where it's at, and, you know, digital media in general and communications. And so. The the Chinese are trying to change that. I mean, Google plays that game, too, don't they? I mean, the very companies that are so woke and so celebrating of everything that anyone wants to do is acceptable and right. And we're not going to get in their way unless it's conservative. Man, they're just all over it. And, uh, and, the, and they're all over Americans, you know, the, the U.S. government infringing on gay rights and transgender conversions and blah, blah, blah. But they're OK with another government doing that as long as they can profit from it. It's really hypocritical to the to the hilt, and that's what ticks me off. You too?
2: Yeah, it sure seems like it. Um, And, you know, know, I'd love to hear something from Apple, and, I mean, they're sure quiet, so don't know exactly what they're thinking, but they don't seem to be helping the people. I mean, there's 1.4 billion people in China, and I I believe the Communist country, I mean, the Communist Party is only 100 million. That sounds like a lot to us, but think that's only, that's less than 10% of their entire population is the Communist Party.
0: But knowledge is power, and if you control the knowledge and the uh, information flow, you can control that. We see that through from Banana Republics to now China, where they control the information. And uh,
2: well, yeah, you can see it right in, <laughs> just turn on your on your computer and type in you know Biden laptop, and you'll see a, a fair amount of censorship because what they're doing the way I like to describe what they're doing uh, to uh, uh, Randy is to. Uh, is to take all the books that you go to the library you want to see as a conservative. They put that in the basement on the fifth floor, and uh, they don't give you an elevator. They make you walk down the steps to look for it, and then you can come find it. But in my world, that should be all even. Everybody should have the right to see. walk in the library if you want to see a conservative book. You should be able to go pull that book and go read it.
0: So you founded, we're talking with Jeff Bermant, if you're just joining us, a real patriot and the founder of Tusk, T-U-S-K. Uh, I assume that's not about ivory on, elements, uh, on elephants, it's something different. So what is Tusk, Jeff? And, uh, you know, I, philosophically, we know where you're coming from, but what does it do to address the the wokeness, the left uh, dominance of media, our uh, our computer, you know, environment and everything? What are you doing to combat that?
2: Sure. So we decided. I decided last year. This is my third um, software development in, in the browsing area, and I decided that we needed to dedicate a browser. So the first thing is because that's the easiest to build, even though it, it costs you know seven figures to build it. Uh, I wanted to promote free speech. So when you come on Tusk uh, and you download, whether it's mobile, and you can you know you can download it either on Apple from the Apple Store or from Android. Uh, or desktop, you'll get uh, a news feed that's conservative. Now, in the conservative news feed, I allow you to change it. So, if you want to see more moderate, but you'll see, you know, uh, Daily Wire, you'll see uh, Fox News, you'll see Breitbart, you'll see all the, the conservative news that you normally wouldn't see on us on a browser. And then we give you easy to use uh, uh, links up at the top of the page. Allow you to get to once again favorite uh, conservative uh, news reels uh, such as uh, Fox News and Daily Wire and uh, uh, on Gino. So that's the first. That's phase one. Phase two, which I am now working on a prototype, which I'm just thrilled that we may have found a, a shortcut. We're going to build the first search engine that l- literally allows the user decide left, right, or center. Because really what's going on right now, as I just described, when you do a search, your search is is really being commanded by either Google or whatever search engine. They're making the determinations of what you're gonna see. I prefer giving the user the choice of, you can see left, you can see right, or you can see center. And that's what we're up to building and we'll be the first browser search engine, as far as I know, It will actually give you left, right, and center, Uh, and it's easy for you to use. It will be as simple as just, you know, pulling a little slide left, right, center, and you'll get the research that you're looking for based on your requirements and not mine.
0: So it's not like you're going to profile based on clicks to various places where you think that person is, or worse, where you think they need to be, I mean, you know, you may have people on the left that prefer to look left. that's that's okay. that's that's a truly conservative viewpoint, right? I mean, you're taking almost a libertarian approach to this. Is that a misnomer?
2: No, that's that's exactly right. I actually believe in free speech. Now, I may disagree. see so I think where conservatives come from is we want more speech. We want more dialogue, not less. So less. So so in my world and in my search world, I want you to be able to, to easily go over and see, well, here's exactly what the left's saying, and here's what I think, and, which is the right, and maybe I want to see 50-50, which is the center. And I think that makes for a better search engine, and I think makes for, you know, a, sort of a free speech.
0: So, Jeff, will this be monetized in the same way that we're used to, where we see, you know, some ads interspersed there and sponsored, um, you know, posts and so forth? How, how are you going to monetize it?
2: Well, at first uh, we're working right now. Uh, we will have some monetization of ads, mostly search ads. Eventually, though, when we build our own engine, uh, we'll have search engines, uh, search ads. But we're gonna we're gonna limit the amount of uh, of ways that somebody can follow you around the web. I, mm-hmm. I I really like privacy as well, so we're gonna have to find a balance that says there's a, there's a fair amount of privacy, and at the same time we can make money because without making money just like any other company will go under.
0: And I think people are willing to pay for value and for those treasured um, you know, components of privacy and um, you know freedom of choice, really. I mean, you talk about freedom of choice, okay? If, if you're feeling like you want to keep an eye on the other side and you're on the left and you want to look at the right or vice versa or you're in the center and you want to see what each side has to say before you go to the ballot box... Um, you know, that, that that's the freedom of choice. I think a lot of people will pay for that. I, I, I would pay a, a nominal price for that, you know, a reasonable price to not be hounded by advertisers and distracted by that and having Jeff decide what I'm going to look at. sounds like a great idea. Hey, if I can... Dan, uh,
2: I think you, you're onto something and I'm going to look into that idea of making, you know, maybe advertising totally free and, a, you know, a very small fee that you pay a monthly and or absolutely left right center yeah. you don't mind the ads like I don't mind the ads I don't like them being following me around Right, so that's, that's, that's going to be a no no yeah. for us yeah, eventually right. when yeah. you're not going to be able to do that
0: so final question uh, but TikTok is coming under a lot of scrutiny and it's it's not really about the fact that uh, the content that a lot of legislators on both sides it's a bipartisan concern and I's concern I you know when it when anything concerns our national security I'm worried about that and TikTok, you know, is uh, clearly a Communist Chinese Party-controlled entity that that is behind it. And it seems like, from what I read, the intelligence says, and, the, you know, if you trust it, even a half of it, that they're really harvesting a lot of data, a lot of intelligence, and learning an awful lot about Americans. And they're talking about legislating that. Uh, Christy Nome, I understand, banned it in South Dakota today, uh, today or uh, the other day. So... How do you feel about that? Should uh, should foreign governments through their apps be allowed in sort of laissez-faire attitude? Or should we say no when it's national security interest?
2: Yeah, when it's national security, I, I would say no. Now, I think the solution, and if I had a pocket full of money, I'd run down to TikTok and say, let's make a deal. And we would buy the company, make it American-made. Because uh, it is fun. I mean, there's lots of fun things about it. And Americans love fun. They love to be entertained. But yeah, that information going out is not a good idea. And they can literally track, I could track you down to five or 10 feet wherever you're going, they can do the same thing. Those, that, those apps are very smart and they know exactly what you're doing, what you're looking at. They can read into a lot of the stuff that you're doing. And, and I think that's a harmful you know, government. They're not out to be nice to us. Uh, they're out to harm us, unfortunately. And uh, we need to have our, our guard up.
0: All right, so to recap, uh, if folks want to um, access Tusk, uh, the website, is it simply tusk.com? What, how do they get
2: there? com on your desktop. Okay. Uh, if you're an Android or, or a, a Apple user, just go to the Play Store and type in Tusk Browser. Okay. It will come up. Uh, I would appreciate as many people sign up because that's what's going to make this popular. We'll do our best. We do have a crowdfunding, so... If people are interested in the crowdfunding, the reason I'm doing the crowdfund, just to plug this, is because my kids can't tell you many times my kids said to me, God, Dad, gosh darn it, Dad, I didn't get in on the ground floor or something. Well, I don't know if this is going to be super great. I hope it's going to be super great, but I want to give people the, the chance to actually get on board early and you can put as little as 100 bucks in and get a little piece of the action. I don't believe in donations, I don't want a donation. I want your support, and I want to pay you. In the end, I want to you know if we make a big profit, I want everybody to and we'll have a giant party.
0: So you have you can be an investor, and you don't have to pay a broker fee. Hey, you can't beat that, and yeah. it gives you and you're really endorsing a truly American virtue, which is freedom of choice, and you know uh, an open free speech in the town square. I mean, what could be better than that? Exactly. All right, Jeff Berman, yeah, thank you. you go for-
2: to invest when you go to our site. Go to it says invest. Click on that. And you'll see the information of how to sign up for it. And we'll be launching within the next couple of weeks.
0: Hey, beautiful. Tuskbrowser.com or on the Play Store, on the App Store, on on Apple. Hey, thanks very, very much for being with me. The best during this holiday season to you and uh, great success. Hey, as every new uh, you know phase comes out, let me know and we'll get uh, our I folks. Or, our folks love freedom. You know that. So uh, we'll go ahead and celebrate it with you and help drive it.
2: Great. Thanks, Randy. And I, I love you guys. And I, I love all the conservatives. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Well, there he is, Jeff Berman. And uh, I really hope all of you will uh, log on to tuskbrowser.com. I've downloaded it. Some of the advisory board members include Matt Schlapp, Mercedes Schlapp. I think they're related. <laughs> um, So uh, they've got some big names in uh, the conservative movement there as well. So hopefully we can help drive more and more conservative, uh, you know, talking platforms, because as we found out, Twitter is dominated by or was dominated by liberals who were in bed with DNC operatives censoring and controlling the information that we all saw ahead of 2020. And uh, it's a frightening time in America. It's time for us to push back whenever we can, in my opinion. I'd like to know what your opinion is on this. How active are you going to be in the coming days, months, years on social media from the right in trying to um, really get this system more fair, equitable, and balanced? Three one four nine one two one zero one nine is my number. When we come back, disappointment on the soccer field at the World Cup on the American team. We'll talk about that. Um, And I'm not just talking about the scores (laughs) uh, during the early parts of the match. I'm talking about some political activism, perhaps. Leah sent me a story we'll be talking about after the break. And um, your reaction to the Tusk Browser thing, as well as the Twitter. We're going to continue to unpack what was unloaded last night by Elon Musk. Lots more coming up on the program. And at 7 o'clock, Mark McCluskey. I don't know if he'll have his AR 15 or a long knot, but we'll see when we talk to him at 7. More coming up on The Tobler Show in just a few minutes. Together, if the
2: fates allow.
0: Oh, what's he gonna do? you want to get down? <clears throat> oh, what's he gonna do? Well, Leah's playing some Christmas music sometimes as we come into the <laughs> into the segments. <laughs> You're sort of teasing me with this Christmas music. Maybe like a week or two before we can play all
1: Christmas music. Oh, yeah. Music. Sure. And it's get, too early. Yeah? You're yeah. So, oh, okay. Well, Okay. Yeah, well, I think, so that's it. Yeah, I think one of our no. shows is the twenty fourth. So yeah, it's the twenty fourth. So I don't, I don't know if we're gonna have a live show, but if we have a live show, are definitely. we on a show?
0: Uh, well, I, I asked I'm Tony. Gay. He has I, lo- I love being with the yeah. audience. I'll, I'll do yeah. the show every. I don't care. I'll do the show all day every day. Christmas it's great Eve, audience.
1: All Christmas music.
0: One of one of my friends who's in the investment business said he heard the end of that Jeff Berman interview, and I was talking about man, what better idea you can make an investment through his crowd sharing. Platform. What does he have a GoFundMe? I think it was you know for his Tusk browser. <clears throat> and said you can make an investment without paying a broker fee. He said hey, I resemble that remark. Got a little text from him. <laughs> uh, I don't mind paying broker fees. I'm 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 always happy to pay anyone anything when they do a great job, great professional job. I don't care what it is. My plumber, my broker, my doctor, my dentist, my My producer, I mean, that's why you can afford $2,000 Taylor Swift tickets, because of all the money we pay you for the producer job, right,
1: Leah? Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, there's not money in radio, I know, but it's fun, right? We all enjoy doing it. It's great. Radio's a blast.
1: That's why I do it.
0: It's expensive to produce a program, though. All of the technology that goes into the studio that you're in and Mm -hmm. my home studio here at the Liberty Lair, it's expensive business. And we're thankful for our, uh, for our leaders at Newstalk STL for bringing this product to our listeners. I know they're happy about it, too. Uh, hey, we need to talk about, before we talk about this World Cup controversy where the coach wore a T-shirt that still has people scratching their heads, Leah, we need to talk about the promotion that starts Monday, right? Yeah. And it's called A Conservative Christmas uh, and there's uh, it's really a great uh, thing. There's lots of giveaways. Um, sponsors include, what, the Aquarium, Monster Jam, uh, Steph's Pizza, all kind of gifts that you can get, vouchers for mm-hmm. Disney on Ice. Yep. What do people do to learn about that?
1: Um, you can register at the website, um, and yeah. you can register as many. Yep. as many times as you want go right. crazy. And then and
0: then several times a day uh during uh, yes. Mike show, Vic mm-hmm. show, uh Katie and uh, Columbo and Katie show mm-hmm. and then uh, uh Jones and Arp show, right? Four times a day. Yep, correct. Uh a prize winner will be announced mm-hmm. for all the way through the 23rd. It's fantastic. And I guess because I'm on the air I can't sign up, right? Is that the case? I think that's what happens with these. I'm so disappointed.
1: I mean, Steph's
0: pizza is awesome. Yeah. I, can't. I was gonna
1: say if you if you want if you really want a News Talk STL shirt, we can get that for you, Randy. It's not that big a deal. Can you? Yeah, I can get a News Talk STL. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well,
0: that'd be good. I, I'm, I'm still wearing this sweater from like 2010. That's all. That'd be great. I'd love to do that. That'd be fine. Well, speaking of t-shirts, yeah. So log on to the uh, NewsTalkSTL.com dot website. There's a great picture of Vic being Vic. And Ken being Ken, ho ho ho, with Santa their little Vic. elf hats yeah. on, huh? Santa Vic, as we've been calling him, Santa Vic. Yeah, and we got Elf, Elf Ken there, and uh, then you can log on and get the details there, and you can register as many times as you want. You put throw your throw your name in the hat there. So I would recommend everyone doing that. NewsTalkSTL.com. So Leah, you you had a little burr under your saddle about this uh, the the U.S. soccer coach at the World Cup. Is it Catter, Cotter, Qatar? Um, I think some people say Cotter. Yeah. Um, And and so during the opening match uh, against, uh, who were they playing then? I forget who they were playing, but Uh, their opening match, he wore a T-shirt that just said States. This guy's name is Greg Bearhalter. And it just said it was a Nike shirt because they're sponsoring that simply said States not united states no red white and blue no eagles no flags no fife and drums i mean i what do you think what do you think he was he making a statement no one really knows we, can, we there's been no follow up on this but it's it troubles me how about you
1: oh yeah um yeah i mean it's uh... I don't know. Like, I don't want to accuse him of anything because, like you said, there's no follow-up. So, I mean, like the article says, you you know, we don't know if he was given that shirt and told to wear it or if he chose to wear it. So, I mean, I don't really want to make any assumptions or, like, get mad at him. But wherever it came from, it was not a good idea.
0: Now, I have to say, uh, unlike the women's team that took a knee and were very disrespectful to the country that sponsors them, the Americans stood there during their national anthem and with their hands on their heart, and that was great. However, I think they were out. Patriotized. I think that's a new word. Patriotized. The Mexican players were brought to tears as the Mexican's national anthem played for the first time at the fight at the uh, at the World Cup. Uh, the Wales team and the fans belted out the national anthem as they prepared to take the field, and the America. Oh, Ecuador.
1: Yeah, they were playing. You know,
0: action. they stood there with, and and so um, they belted out their national anthem. I don't think the Americans sang. What is it about? I don't know. Maybe one person looked like he might have been singing, but what is it? Why are Americans so um, smug about their about their citizenship? I I don't get it. Do they take it for granted? Are they angry at being from America? Are they just doing? You know, they had their hands on their hearts. Good, that's fine. I'd like to see more patriotism from Americans. And what's with the coach wearing a a, a T-shirt that says states? I'm sorry. That ticks me off. I'm not happy about it. Not happy about it at all. I don't know. And then... And then they got Nike sponsoring them, and Nike is not exactly your, you know, your all-American company. We've heard about their human rights abuses and in, in the countries that manufacture Nike shoes, sweatshops, virtually, you know, sweatshops in these countries. Now, some people would say that that's uh, it's it, it's they make more in their sweatshops, you know, on third-world countries, than they would cracking coconuts for the tourists. You know, I understand that. You ever gone and had them do a coconut for you at one of these resorts, Leah? Have you ever been at one of those resorts in the uh, Caribbean where they do that? I,
1: I have not.
0: Yeah, they can taste these guys walk around. They got the coconuts and they'll cut them open and open them for you. Drink the milk or we yeah. can suck it out or whatever. I've
1: yeah. seen I've seen so it done before.
0: Probably you'd probably make more making Nike shoes, you know, for Nike. But it, and but that would the money they make is it, it pales in comparison to what you'd make otherwise. Uh, you know, in America, for instance. Hey, speaking of labor, we didn't talk about the railway strike, and you may want to weigh in, folks, on that. Um, I, the railway industry, uh, you've got some sound on that. Do you have that Rand Paul sound? Can we play that, Leah? I do. So they took a vote the other day and the Congress, you know, voted to basically, you know, delay the strike that was set for the middle of this season to to, uh, the ninth, I believe, is when the strike was going to happen. Because there was a a two year negotiation in this between 12 labor unions and uh, the railway industry and eight out of the 12, uh, you know, approved up, four didn't. And there was dispute over whether sick leave should be paid and so forth. And and so now the Congress stepped in because of the Railway Labor Act, which is decades old. I mean, it was back in the early 20th century that that was passed when rails were the way to transport goods. I mean, you know, trucking industry was in its infancy then. So, um, you know, we live in a different era, but it, it gave it while it gave concessions to rail workers unions. The government took back a little bit of authority and the ability to, in this case, to be able then to legislate and to make them go back to work or at least to have a cooling off period and, you know, get keep the rails going, and that's what happened the other day. But during the vote, uh, Rand Paul, I think that's what this clip is about. I want to make sure we got the right clip. Uh, yeah, he voted, and that's number what, mm-hmm. four on the clip list. I have. Go ahead and play that because this is why he voted present.
1: Well, you know, once Congress gets involved in this, I would guess that they'll keep running to Congress. I don't think it's a good idea really to have Congress involved with mediating contracts between labor and management. I actually voted unusually present because I don't think there's any role for Congress and Congress shouldn't say
0: whether labor is right or management is right. I think had we not gotten in the middle of this, They would have come to an agreement, because obviously a strike is not only bad for the country, it's bad for labor, and it's also bad for management. So, but by Congress coming to the rescue, I think it encourages this to happen again. And this isn't really the way the marketplace is the way people should figure out their wages. It's not the way we should have collective bargaining. Well, there you go. I mean, he voted present to make a point, to make an ideological point, and I would agree with him. I think the labor market should be the labor market. It should be able to play freely, and it should be an open market, lightly regulated, if at all, just like our commerce markets are and our you know commodity and other markets. They should be less government on the scales of labor and management. Let the market rule. Things will go well. Well, we're going to come back and talk with Mark McCluskey about everything from the railway strike to death penalty with Kevin Johnson being executed this past week and the Twitter dump and whether there's really anything illegal that happened back then between the DNC and Twitter. Lots coming up on The Tobler Show. Don't go anywhere.
2: Come on, man.